Are you feeling stuck in life or in business? Maybe you're not making the money that you know you should be making. Or are you finding yourself in opposing patterns? One minute you're in high performance mode, and the next you feel totally drained and burnt out. If any of that sounds familiar, then this podcast is for you. I'm Brenda Johnson, and this is the Limitless Life Podcast, the place where I help entrepreneurs like you become high performers. After changing my own relationship to money and success so I could turn my passion into profit, I decided it was time to help others do the same. I am obsessed with the power of the subconscious mind and helping you tap into it so you can finally have the limitless life that you're supposed to have. Let's get started. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Limitless Life Podcast, or welcome if this is your first time being here. As I'm recording this, it's a beautiful sunny day, and I'm just looking outside watching the trees kind of flutter in the wind. For those of you who follow me on Instagram or just generally know about me, you know that one of my favorite things to do is be in nature and just be present and get grounded and raise my energy out there. And it's funny because the topic for this podcast actually came during one of my walks with my dog. I just wasn't sure when I was going to record this one or when I was going to release it. I obviously talked to you guys a lot about different ways to increase your performance level in life and in business. This podcast is no different. I'm going to be talking to you about something that I keep hearing all the time. There are blog posts about it and video posts about it. And that topic is higher consciousness. And as mystical and strange as that might sound to you, a higher consciousness is simply talking about observing yourself and your life from beyond your own ego. Most of us on a daily basis live in our conscious mind, which is ego-based. Consciousness is just a term that's used to describe the experience of our awareness. So I'm sure you've heard people say, oh, she's very self-aware. Well, what you may not have realized is that not all forms of awareness are the same. There are a number of different states of consciousness. I am going to be talking about the three states that I work in with people. The three states that if you were to ask Freud what they were, he would tell you these exact three things. And then... I'm going to give you four ways that you can begin to live life out of ego and, in essence, raise your consciousness. (laughs) So, I'm sure some of you have seen and heard things where people are talking about the different states of consciousness, the different levels of consciousness. Some people say there's four, some people say there's six, some people say there's nine, ten, twelve... There's different ways of explaining them. But like I said, we're going to talk about the three that Freud would agree exist. And those are conscious, subconscious, and unconscious. When you think about an iceberg, the floating bit of the iceberg on the top of the water, that's your conscious mind. That's the awake state. That's where ego tends to live. 
and then anything underneath the water is where the subconscious and the unconscious are. This is something I talk about a lot because obviously I, some of the tools I use are NLP and hypnosis and I deal with pretty much on a daily basis, those types of things with people. Yes, there's energy work involved. Yes, there's other techniques involved, but at the end of the day, I'm always trying to help people reprogram basically their subconscious mind. Human consciousness, all of the levels, has oftentimes also been compared to a stream because it's constantly changing, but it's always flowing, if that makes sense to you. Like the state we're in always changes. If you pay attention throughout the day, you'll see that sometimes you move into a higher level of consciousness, you're more aware, and sometimes you're in a lower level of consciousness. The lower level of consciousness tends to pop in when you're around people who are more negative or fear-based or they like to gossip or they're judgy. That's when our level of consciousness tends to go down. So what I want to do with you guys today, like I said, is give you four things to stop doing to help you raise your level of consciousness and become more self-aware and live life the way it's meant to be lived in your natural state, which is a state of calmness and happiness and joy. These things, these tips that I'm going to be giving you, these things that if you want to step away from living in ego, you should start doing or actually stop doing. It's nothing crazy. These are all basic life choices. They're available to anyone. The challenge is we always make the opposite of a lot of these choices. So the number one thing is we need to stop projecting. And when I talk about projecting, Everyone uses projection as a defense to avoid looking inwards. We just do it. You need to realize this is just an unconscious defense mechanism. The process is kind of like, okay, I can't admit what I feel, but I'm going to imagine that you feel it too. And projecting, projection, sorry, is very effective. It creates this false state of self-acceptance. It's like, I'm okay, but you aren't. But true acceptance extends to other people. Like when you're okay with yourself, there's no reason to label anybody else as not okay. So here's a couple of examples of where projection kind of steps into our life. Arrogance. Uh, the statement, I'm too proud to bother with you, like your presence just irritates me, that's arrogance, that's projection. Defensiveness, oh, you're attacking me so I'm not going to listen to you. Blame, I didn't do anything, it's all your fault. Idealizing others, oh, my father was like a god when I was little and my mother was the best in the world, or... The man I marry will be my hero. Or maybe there's a certain idol on TV or social media and you put them on a pedestal, you know? That's idealizing others. Jealousy is another way that people project. You know, you're thinking of betraying me. I can see it. 
even though there's actually nothing to see. And that leads me into another one, which is paranoia. When you think, oh, everybody's just out to get me. The world happens to me. Whenever any of those attitudes start to appear, there's this unconscious feeling that's under the surface. There's a belief. And so when we can start to recognize that we're projecting, we can begin to stop projecting. To stop projecting, you have to see what you're doing. You have to contact that feeling that's under the surface. You have to connect with that fear-based feeling, that feeling that gives you the no-no feeling. And then you have to make peace with that feeling. This is not about getting rid of feelings. It's not about stuffing them down. It's about making peace with them. Notice what you're doing. And when you start to notice how what you're doing and what you're saying, it actually becomes very easy to recognize when you're projecting. Because like I said, one clue is negativity. Projection is never neutral. It always manifests as something negative. It's always negative energy. That's where it's hidden. So you know when you might be feeling angry or anxious, you're most likely projecting onto somebody else. You might be aiming your anger at someone or someone else, seeing reasons why everywhere or everyone around you is doing something to you. It's like being stuck in traffic and you start blaming everybody around you because of the traffic jam, but it's not even something you can control. There's a difference between feelings and projecting those feelings. Feeling angry is actually useful. But aiming that anger in the form of blame, for example, isn't. So become aware of what you're saying and what you're um, doing. That's the first step to stepping out of living in a place of ego is stop projecting. Number two, detach. You're going to detach and let go. And this sounds so much easier than it actually is. <laughs> like one of the questions I even struggle with, and I get this a lot from my clients, is like, why is it so hard to process negative emotions or detach from them? Well, there's a couple of reasons. Negative emotions, if you think about them, are like just the tip of the iceberg. Like every time you get angry or anxious, for example, there's so much more to those feelings. There's always a belief attached to those. There's always something causing those feelings. The other thing is negativity is sticky. <laughs> it holds on to us just as much as we hold on to it. It's like, I'm sure you've heard me use the expression, um, the vortex of negativity. Like when you get sucked into that vortex, it's really hard to get yourself out of it if you don't know how. Here's the thing. When you detach yourself from the negativity, it's because you begin to take responsibility for your role in things without going overboard, of course. When you identify with your negativity, when you say, oh, this is me, 
then it's going to stick to you even more. Negativity isn't you. Just like your thoughts, you are not your thoughts. Negativity isn't you. So once you know, and once you can recognize that, you let it go. The best analogy I ever heard for this was that a negative reaction is like an allergy or the flu. It's something that changes your situation for a moment or a couple of days if it's the flu. But like an allergy is yours, but it isn't you. The flu might make you feel miserable, but it doesn't mean that you're doomed to be a miserable person. Interesting when you look at it that way, isn't it? <laughs> so when you find these ways to undo the stickiness of this negativity, it's easier to become detached. Some things you may want to use as a pattern interrupter when you catch this negativity, depending on what you're going through. Things like, I can get through this. This won't last forever. Goes back to the whole analogy of the allergy or the flu. Maybe something like, I felt this way before and I can deal with this. Maybe it's about reminding yourself that you know how to center and ground yourself. You are much more than your feelings. So I want you to remember that. Okay. I also want you to become aware that like, if you are doing the opposite of this one, if you are becoming more attached to the negativity, if you're saying things like, oh, I feel so horrible. I don't deserve this. Why me? Or this thing, whatever it is, is making me crazy. You need to realize that that actually makes the negativity stick to you even more. It lowers your energetic vibration to the level of this negativity and that negative vortex grows and grows and grows and it becomes really hard for you to get out of it. Detachment doesn't show indifference. It's showing that you really don't want negativity to stick to you. So I'm not saying get rid of your emotions. I'm saying sit with them, understand them, process them, detach from them. Because remember, you are not the negativity. The third thing to start doing or stop doing, give up self-judgment, man. <laughs> this has been a big one in my life. Not even just self-judgment, judgment like towards others, but self-judgment especially. Guess what? You get the emotions that you think that you deserve. And most times, those aren't even the emotions you want to have. <laughs> we have this thing where we go from feeling bad and feeling good. And then that's where the self-judgment comes in. These bad feelings, and I'm making air quotes right now, like anger and fear and envy and self-pity and aggression. Those are negative emotions. And when we tend to have those, we will beat ourselves up about it. All emotions, good or bad, and I hate the term good or bad because it just creates these weird labels and rules, but all emotions are good emotions. Even fear is a good emotion. Some people use fear to motivate themselves to overcome a challenge, especially some people with weight loss or 
going through a divorce, you motivate yourself with fear. I don't necessarily agree with that tactic, but hey man, whatever works for you. So some people use fear to motivate themselves to overcome some sort of challenge. But then on the other hand, some people use fear to feel dependent and victimized. And some use it to stay angry and to try to control people who are around them. And then there's other people who are afraid of fear. They're afraid of fear and anger and they will literally never show it to you. And this isn't just with fear. There's tons of emotions that people suppress and they don't allow them to come out. Like, I don't know about you, but I never learned about emotions in school. The only thing I ever learned about emotions growing up was that you shouldn't be emotional. If you want to be strong and successful, you have to stuff those emotions down and don't ever show weakness and, oh man, don't ever let anybody see you cry. That's crazy. (laughs) Why is that crazy? Because your sense of self, who you are, your self-worth... They're tied up in every single feeling you have. Every single emotion is valid in some way or another. Where it becomes dangerous is when you add in the self-judgment. That's when the emotions can be damaging. Crazy, right? (laughs) You can literally shape a non-judgmental self-image anytime you want just by making that choice. But if your emotions have negative effects, it's harder to do that. You won't be able to create the self that you want to have. Because let me tell you something. It's really fucking difficult to feel good about yourself. If you're allowing anger and fear and all of these other negative things to overcome you. When you judge yourself... When you allow these things to just run free all willy-nilly, this is when we run into like this is when we run into problems. What I want you to start to be able to do is look at yourself when you're going through something, when you're in this negative situation, when the negativity is starting to stick to you. I want you to look at yourself and say, it's alright, I understand. I understand where this emotion is coming from. And the reason I want you to say it's alright, I understand is because when you say that, you're actually doing two things at once here. You're taking the judgment out of your own emotions and you're giving yourself permission to be who you are. The fourth thing I wanna talk about, and this one is like, this is my jam. Number four is rebuild your emotional body. This is is where I work with people. (laughs) I help them to focus on their emotional health. This lights my soul on fire. So when we're talking about rebuilding your emotional body, as any negative emotion kind of begins to surface, you can begin to replace that with a new empowering thought. And by doing that, that's what we call rebuilding your emotional body. You probably can imagine what having a nice, healthy physical body looks like, right? But nobody ever uses that and goes, oh, I'm going to imagine what it's like to have a really healthy emotional body. 
the emotional body, just like your physical body, has to be properly nourished. It can get flabby and saggy, just like your physical body. It becomes diseased if it's exposed to enough toxins and unhealthy influences, just like a physical body. Every time you feel a negative emotion, your emotional body is expressing that it's discomfort. It's not comfortable. You may have things manifest in your physical body, like symptoms. Maybe you're sore, maybe you have pain, maybe there's inflammation. Pay attention to those symptoms just like you would any other time in your physical body. Let me ask you this. If you had a rock in your shoe, would you take it out? Yes, probably. I'm assuming you would. Can't imagine it would be comfortable walking around with that rock in your shoe. But how many of you are walking around with emotional rocks in your shoes that you're not even willing to acknowledge? What? I know. It's crazy. <laughs> we spend so much money and... <laughs> We spend so much money and take so much care to make sure that our physical bodies are healthy and functioning so that we can function as we get older. But it's the emotional body that you really need to focus on. Because guess what? Your emotional body is immune to aging. Your physical body might age, but your emotional body doesn't age. There's no... Emotions don't ever grow old. So don't you think that you should be taking care of your emotional body so it can stay alert and be flexible and be pleasing <laughs> to experience? Rebuilding and taking care of and maintaining your emotional body is your best long-term strategy for having a healthy life and a happy life and reaching higher levels of consciousness and performing at higher levels. So what does rebuilding the emotional body even include? Well, start by becoming resilient. Start by becoming self-aware. Heal old wounds that you have. There are three levels of forgiveness that I work through with clients. Be giving to yourself. Be accepting of yourself. And I know that one's hard because that's a big one for me that I've been working through literally probably since last December. <laughs> the most important thing when it comes to rebuilding your emotional body, it's about becoming whole. Your emotions can't be reshaped in isolation. Like they all go together. Every single feeling that you have inside of you Energetically, it moves outward into the environment. It affects everyone around you. Have you ever been in a room full of people who are miserable and then like you suddenly start to feel miserable versus being in a room full of people who are inspiring and empowering and energetic and then you're just like, oh man, I feel amazing. Yeah, it's because your feelings create your energetic vibration, what goes out into the world. <laughs> the silly thing is, because this is all about ego, right? So 
what our ego doesn't realize is that it would feel even better if it stopped being so damn selfish. When ego realizes that it can stop being selfish, that's when you start to become whole. That's when you start to raise to new levels of consciousness. So as you are practicing letting go of these three things, as you stop projecting, as you detach and let go, as you give up self-judgment, and as you begin to rebuild your emotional body, you may be wondering, well, how do I know if I'm experiencing different levels of consciousness? How do I know if I'm experiencing a higher level of consciousness? How do I know if I'm shifting? I'm going to tell you. <laughs> One of the things that starts to happen is you, you start to have a softer energy. As you become more aware, as you let go of ego, as you let go of the aggression and anger that once hung on to you, you're going to find that it, like you have no room for this stuff in your life anymore. You just don't have any desire to be around it. Your energy softens up. You begin to take full responsibility for your life, where you are right now. You know and you acknowledge that like your past is a result of all of the reactions to experiences that you've had and that you do have you begin to stop blaming others for your mistakes and you take accountability for your role in things you embrace the past but you also learn from it and you know that like you are the one that owns your emotions. You begin to realize that if you want to be happy and successful, it has to come from inside of you. You get to make that choice each and every day. You're completely capable of creating the limitless life that you want to live. You get to make choices every day to live in love or live in fear. As you begin to raise to a higher level of consciousness, you don't rely on other people to bring you happiness anymore. You honestly realize that happiness comes from inside of you. You can slow down. You can spend quiet time with yourself without feeling like you aren't being productive. And you're no longer afraid of what might happen in life because you know that you can handle challenges with grace and ease. And everything is a lesson. Another thing that starts to happen is you practice self-love. You begin to take care of your own needs before taking care of everybody else. And I hear a lot of people say, oh, I'm taking time to be selfish for me. It's not about being selfish. That's coming from ego. That's like the negative side of that. You're simply learning how to set boundaries. You know that you can only take care of other people as well as you take care of yourself. And so you, you drop this need... Um, for perfection from yourself and you start to embrace the imperfections and not only do you embrace them you celebrate them you start to see them as opportunities to learn and grow and that's how you start to step into these higher levels of consciousness that's how you let go of the ego-based living and something else that happens that is amazing is you begin to forgive yourself and others. And it's not necessarily about 
forgiving specific people. It could be just about forgiving yourself for hanging on to the energy of things. When you begin to raise your level of consciousness, you have this strong desire to change your life. You get this feeling, and this happened to me probably for sure last January, so 2018 in January, I just... I knew there was so much more. I had this strong desire to change my life, to leave my corporate job, to be doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I was so passionate about helping people. So you have this strong desire to change your life. Something so strong inside of you that's motivating you to make these significant changes in your life. Your gut, your intuition is telling you that it is time to take this leap of faith and make this change happen. And as you begin to shift to a higher level of consciousness, you're going to recognize that there's just some things that no longer fit in your life. There's things you realize you shouldn't be spending your time and energy on. And you begin to pull away from toxic people. You literally can't tolerate toxic people anymore. You can't tolerate those energy vampires Drama just doesn't appeal to you anymore. You literally don't want it as part of your life. And sometimes it's not easy, but sometimes you have to end relationships and you have to set stronger boundaries that you've never had to do before. Because let me tell you something, toxic energy is only going to slow down your progress. It's only going to slow down your transition. Sometimes as people are shifting into higher states of consciousness, they have trouble sleeping. (laughs) Don't be alarmed. It's just your subconscious mind at work. And subconscious during the nighttime hours sometimes needs to send a message to your conscious mind. So maybe you're going to be having really vivid dreams and you wake up and a problem or something you've been dealing with has been solved because you deal with it while you're sleeping. You're going to find that you're more productive than you've been before. It's like you have this laser focus on your goals. Having said that, sometimes you're going to be super productive and sometimes you're going to feel like you want to sleep for two weeks. You just have to go with the flow, releasing ego, accessing your higher levels of consciousness, becoming more aware. It's about going with the flow of things and understanding that there is Things are not the same all the time. One of the coolest thing that starts to happen is you just, you lose the need to feel like you always have to compete. You forget why you always felt the need to prove yourself to everybody else before. You just, you, you no longer need to compete with everyone or yourself because you know that by making an impact on the world, you're actually helping other people and you're healing yourself at the same time. And lastly, as you step out of ego and you begin to raise your consciousness, you're going to have this immense sense of gratitude. You're going to appreciate all of the things you have in life and all of the things that are yet to come to you. You're going to start seeing good in the world instead of just the negative bad shit. And you're going to be really grateful for it. You could be walking out in nature and see a butterfly and it's like the most beautiful, insane thing you've ever seen. 
your eyes begin to see things in a different way. You start to see possibilities all around you. And you're grateful that you can be a part of the solution in the world instead of part of the problems. As you become more aware, your entire life is going to change for the better. You're going to start to think back to the person that you used to be, and I'm doing air quotes again, and you're going to realize how immature and selfish you were compared to the person you are right now. Because as you grow and you embrace these changes, that's where the real power is. So embrace the changes. They're going to bring you to a whole new level. And it's good. It means you're growing. So buckle up and get ready. And step into the person that you're supposed to be. And realize that you are becoming this amazing person that you were born to be, that you're supposed to be. Until next time, I'm going to leave you guys with that. And as you start to work through those four things, as you start to release the judgment and stop projecting and healing your emotional body and letting go of the negativity, let me know how it goes. These podcasts are for you guys. I want to help people grow and develop. And when I talk about high performance, it doesn't just have to do with business. It has to do with life. So if this resonated with you, let me know. Take a screenshot. Tag me on Instagram. Share the love. Send it to somebody you think could find use with this or needs to hear this message. Thank you so much for joining me today. You have no idea how much I love and appreciate you for taking time to listen because shows like this are not possible without people like you. You can find me over on Instagram at underscore Brenda Johnson. Beg me to post and let me know what your favorite episode has been. And if there's something that you want to hear, let me know. Shoot me a DM and I'm always going to get back to you. I want this podcast to help as many people as possible. So please take a moment if you can to leave me an honest comment and review so I know what you think of the show. And if you could, help me spread the love by hitting that share button.